0: Welcome to the HIV and Adolescent Podcast. And here is your host, Chisoni Banda. Uh, Good afternoon and welcome to the International HIV Adolescents Workshop. And with me are some ladies. Of course, this is Chisoni Banda and I'll be your host. And with me, I'm joined by three ladies who introduce themselves on my right.
1: Okay, um my name is Precious Kaniki from Zambia and I'm a medical student. I'm a mental health activist. I have an organization that I'm running for mental health called um, the Rainbow Foundation for Mental Health. And um I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to be speaking on this podcast with the many other ladies here. Yeah.
0: All right. The lady on my left.
2: Uh, this is Edna Pilila Banda Charlie. I'm coming from China Health Center. I'm a peer educator there and I have been working with adolescents since 2016 to date, up to date. And I'm excited to be part of this meeting Yeah, I'm looking forward to acquire more knowledge about you know how to run a support group in my community.
3: Uh, good afternoon everyone, my name is Mary Chewe, I'm a clinician working for Kanyamba General Hospital under the ART department. So I mostly deal with uh, adolescents and HIV, so how to manage them, how to counsel them, how best they can take their drugs. And um, I'm doing some voluntary work for House of Hope Africa, it's an NGO just within Lusaka. It also deals with uh, young girls, it deals with um, women and how best we can help them in society. Um,
0: Thank you very much. So, um, I'll start with you, Precious. Uh, In today's session, of course, uh, we had so many, we had um, a number of speakers. And what was your take uh, on today's session?
1: According, I listened to all of them, but my favorite was Dr. Naeem Dalla. There's something that he said that struck, that struck me about HIV. He said, this is what he tells people, this is what he tells HIV and AIDS patients. He says, you are not the disease. You might be diagnosed with the disease, but you are not your status and you are not your disease. And I like that. I think um, what most people don't realize that if they have HIV, they might think this is the end of the world for them, and this is the life just stops going on for them. But he emphasized on, you cannot accept the disease, but you can live with it. You are not the disease; it's just a status that you're living with, but it doesn't define you. And I think that that spoke to me also, not just in HIV related, even mental health related, you know, even if I'm having something else going on, I'm not it, I'm not what, that does not define me. Yeah, so I really liked his speech and um, I was pretty excited to hear such words and I learned a few things from him
0: uh, so uh, Precious maybe just to build up on that um, you talked about young people accepting the fact that they are HIV positive and of course they can live with that but um, I think another thing that can come in in this issue is um, self stigma so how, um, how has your organization or how have you helped young people to overcome Self stigma. How uh, how do you think um, they've been um, responding to the uh, activities that you've put in place in order for them to fight self stigma?
1: Okay. Um, actually, just last week we had visited um, Sansa orphanage and we were talking to the young boys there, and they are telling us their stories of where they've come from, what they had been doing in their past lives, and the one thing that we told them to do to was to talk to themselves. We told them to put themselves as a priority. And we do this using um, things like affirmations. So now affirmations are what you tell yourself when you wake up or when you're having difficult times. So we taught them to say, when you're having such thoughts or when you're having difficult times or when thoughts of depression or anxiety or self-stigmatization or when you begin to look at yourself like you're not worth it, this is what you tell yourself in these times. So we told them that we they should be able to practice affirmations every day because when you train your mind to do something, even in events where you know you have no solution, your mind will constantly remind you to say something. So now we taught them how to say things like, I am courageous, I am beautiful, I am loved, I am and this is what we tell people whenever they come with a problem to us, that we tell them first let's look at your perception of yourself. How do you see yourself? you know, do you know you're loved? We remind them, you're loved, you are beautiful, Um, somebody out there loves you, we love you. So, we told them that you have to train your mind to tell yourselves good things so that even in hard times, your mind reminds you, you know, that, okay, you're having depression, but remember that you're beautiful. Remember you tell yourself that you're courageous and that you're strong and that you know, you can face this. So, they said a a lot of affirmations and we told them that we're going to visit them another day so that they can tell us the affirmations they've been saying so this is what i'd also advise to maybe hiv and aids patients and those that are going through depression and self-stigmatization talk to yourself every morning train your mind to talk to yourself and say good things to yourself yes <laughs>
0: Uh, thank you very much for, for that. Uh, I think going to Madam Mary. So, like, how uh, you working as a clinician, and I know at some point you've encountered a lot of young people who are HIV positive, uh, adolescents. And how do you, how do you, how do young people perceive the news that maybe they've tested positive uh, for for the virus?
3: Um. You know, being a clinician and um, encountering young people who are positive, you know, when someone comes to the clinic, they probably didn't come to test for HIV. You know, when they're tested and they discover they're positive, it's very, it's not as easy as it looks. eh? It's very painful. It's so sad. But um, there are some people that have encountered, especially young ones, some take it lightly. Some will just be like, oh, okay, it's okay. We'll start taking the medication we'll move on, it's it's okay for them. But for others, you'd see to say, okay, it's really depressing. It's really a challenge. But you go on to encourage them. You're going to say, okay, this is not the end. Start taking the medication. Don't miss your drugs. Take care of yourself. Go on with school. If you're at school, continue with school. Take care of yourself. Stay away from any other activities that will endanger your life. Because, you know, being positive has uh, another effect of receiving other opportunistic infections if you're not careful, if you neglect yourself. So I mostly encourage them to take care of themselves. Just take the drugs. Be the best you can be. Put God first in whatever you do. Because it's not the end of the road. You can achieve greater things. Things, despite of you being positive,
0: uh, Edna, you coming from um, health facility as well, um, and I know at some point you've encountered uh, young people uh, who have come to the facility, and of course you may have had discussions pertaining to such issues, but um, how best do you think the communities? Um, Will come in these people or allowing young people who are HIV positive to live a positive life uh, in the societies today?
2: Um, Wow, interesting. Um, It hasn't really been easy on most of the young people uh, in the communities. They haven't really been receiving that support that they really deserve from this community. I think there's still an issue of stigmatization in our communities. So we need to do much of uh, sensitization and uh, empowering more knowledge on our um, in our communities. Yeah. But then the support from the facility has been much for them. It has been really of help and uh, they find it so easy for them to come through um, the facility, ask any question, or maybe they would also come for uh, different types of family plannings, and they um, direct them without any hesitation, because, I mean, adolescents are one uh, people that are very active, and they would want to experience almost everything that they hear on social media or from their friends, so they always get that support that they deserve from the facility. Thank you.
0: Um, thank you very much for that. Um, another thing, I think that something that um, I would want you people to highlight on is they to do with um, uh, one thing. One major thing is mental health, and um, we've encountered a number of situations where young people, um, like uh, like what Precious had said in the first place, to say uh, self stigma. So. And when talk of self stigma, at some point it is related to um, mental health. And mental health, at some point, whenever it's not properly taken care of, it may lead to suicide. And right now, talking about suicide being one of the major uh, causes of death among young people, especially even in fact, even students in most of the universities and colleges. So, um, how do you think stigma can be, um, self stigma can be dealt with? especially that we still have young people committing suicide especially after finding out that maybe uh, um hiv positive mostly and some of them may not even be uh, may not be due to the fact that maybe they have been indulging in sexual activities but maybe some of them because of the, their parents so how best can we help uh, fight self-stigma in our societies this goes to madame mary
3: um... How best you can help self-stigma for me as a clinician is I try to be supportive by all means and not um, condemn especially someone who just discovers they are positive it's so bad for them it's a bit different for someone who's born with it, cause along the way they would have had it for they would have had it for a longer period of time, and maybe there was some encouragement, there was the, there was some support along the way, but then when it comes to someone who just discovers, it's a bit different. It's a new thing. So for someone who just discovers they need a lot of support, a lot of mental preparation, a lot of encouragement and um, with our clinics now we've got these uh, youth friendly corners that we make sure that someone is enrolled in so that they avoid being occupied with a mind of saying okay i'm positive now so what will happen to me so we make sure that we involve them into these youth friendly corners they are coming down maybe every saturdays they meet with other people so they get to discuss they get to have more information about hiv how best they can uh, live in society for someone who's grown with it also they still need support we can't assume no because they've grown with it it's okay no they still need our support as health personnel as um uh, the youth friendly corners. They need the support of the environment out there. So for them, we just continue saying, okay, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Then the challenge that they have also is uh, ex, uh, saying their status to the next person. That is a challenge. It's really, really a challenge. You'd ask someone, okay, do you know your status? They say yes. Then does the next person know? They'll say no, they don't want the next person to know. So with that, we continue encouraging, we continue supporting. But don't give up on uh, on them that's how best you can
2: help people. Just to add on what Precious has just said um, uh, as for me I see stigma isn't really uh, restricted to adolescents or people who are living with HIV, even to those adolescents that are living with that uh, are living negative yes, so as our parents were growing up they usually had somebody that they, they can rely or look up to yeah, whenever you have a challenge, they had challenges. They could always go to their grandparents or aunties, uncles, or even their uh, parents or elder um, siblings. So I would encourage these young adolescents to always find or discover somebody that they can relate to. They can open up to and talk to about their uh, personal uh, problems or situations that they may be found in. So they could be helped with that self-stigma. Thank you um
1: my our foundation focuses on mental health and we believe that some of the minds conditioning now some of adults minds conditioning now stems from a childhood conditioning so we aim to um, train you know mind training is very important because immediately you begin to train your mind to something, you get used to it. And in situations where you have a problem, your mind will always come to your aid. So now we believe that children and young people are the starting point to this. We are aiming to introduce mental health clubs in schools so that teach, we can teach children about affirmations. You know, just, just, just the way there is the Girl Guide Club, be prepared, just the way there is the drama club, um, and just the way they are these motors, we want to help introduce a mental health club where we can tell them to say affirmations whenever they wake up, so that as they grow up and they encounter hard situations, they can be able to, you know, challenge them to go face to face with them. Because in schools nowadays, they don't teach you about how how life is going to be hard for you. (laughs) They don't teach that. So, you know, you you find a person has grown up into a teenager and they get sexually abused. How are they going to deal with that? You know, they begin to self-stigmatize themselves. They begin to feel worthless. So now we're targeting primary schools and high schools so that we can introduce these clubs so that they can be reminding people of who they are you know we can tell them affirmations and they would say them whenever maybe every Wednesday they say affirmations every Wednesday and just like that you know they train themselves to talk to themselves nicely and to see themselves as worthy you know I think that's that's how we can deal with self-stigmatization at this point point.
0: Um, one thing that I would uh, want to know or what even our listeners would want to know is your stance on what mentor health is especially among young people you know young people perceive mental health as um, they, they may perceive it differently the way someone may perci- perceive it is different from another person's uh, perception so how do you think young people or what's your take on mental health among young people in our societies today I start with you precious okay
1: talking about perceptions the last time we went to a community school they told us that uh, mental health nubau funta you know that's the perception that most people have and that's what we're trying to destigmatize we're trying to, you know, dissolve that perception because mental health affects everybody, it's your state of well-being it's just body, mind soul, because immediately your mind and your mental health is disturbed your health is disturbed as well so automatically our mental health needs to be put first, if you are not okay and you are depressed, you're not going to go to school you're not going to eat, so automatically life starts, you know, deteriorating, so now at where we stand, we have these organizations that are coming up, fortunately, and uh, I think that's a good thing, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done, in, uh, involving especially young children and involving men as well. I think for men it's one. It's on a higher side, because them they have these things for Mamuna Samalila. Men don't cry. Men are supposed to be strong, and that's what we are against. Because everybody has a mental health that needs to be taken care of, and we are here for you. And we are on the
3: ground, and we're working towards that. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, your take, Madame Mary.
3: Okay, when we talk about mental health, we don't necessarily mean because I'm healthy doesn't mean I have no problem (laughs) when it comes to mental issues. I can easily be depressed and no one knows here. The next person can have anxiety, but we don't know about it. So when it comes to young people, like she said, most of them would say mental health is only someone who's mentally disturbed. But in actual reality, even a good, healthy-looking person is mentally disturbed. So it would be a good thing for us as... um, who are aware of what mental health is to educate the young ones to tell them to say oh no it doesn't mean when i'm mentally disturbed i'm I'm looking dirty i'm picking garbage no i might be depressed but I'm 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 not okay so mental health should not mean to say i've got um i'm psychologically traumatized no but mental health is something that say you're okay but you've got an issue you're depressed you're anxious you are you're obsessed with something that's mental health so we should uh, teach our young ones more about the mental aspects and how best they can manage the mental issues because mental health is easily managed as long as there's someone to tell you about the mental health It only becomes a challenge if there's no one to tell you about it. But if you know the truth about mental health, you're well and good to go. And like the Bible says, many people perish for lack of knowledge. So without knowledge about mental health, definitely our young ones will go astray. But if they have knowledge about mental health, well and good, we're doing the best thing for them
0: very much. So um I think this event, this workshop being an HIV adolescence uh, uh workshop, we can't run away from the fact that there is the aspect of ARRT and retro treatment. So um Madame Mary, you coming from um a facility, how has uh, this to do with ART retention this uh, is mental health? Uh how is the situation? How are young people receiving um, the news especially that now you'll be on AR- ART and ment- mentally how has young people perceived that yeah
3: mm, for some it's easy when you say you'll be on ARV they'll be like oh okay it's okay i'll start it's normal it's a natural thing because there is ARVs that they'll just take maybe for a day but along the way there are some that tend to fall into denial then, then they no longer can't take the drugs now you would find a patient who's um, just been on a treatment for a month. Then along the way, they just stop taking the drugs. Maybe it becomes a challenge. It becomes a burden. So it's not so easy, all in you know. So the work just continues to be encouraging, the work just continues to telling them to say, okay, you know, when you start, we always tell them the truth to say, when you start taking your drugs, don't think it's an easy thing, eh? you might develop other um, side effects, you might develop this, but always come to us if you have a challenge taking the drugs, we tell them the truth, we don't hide, we won't be like, no, it'll be okay, it'll be fine, just continue. But we we'll tell them the other side of taking the ARVs, we'll tell them the good side and the bad side of it. At the end of the day, some respond very well. For those that don't respond well, we continue encouraging them. When they come, we make sure they go through counselors. They are encouraged. They are told how to take their drugs. That's, That's what we do, basically.
0: Okay. So, um, I think... Um Away from uh, maybe RIT, we also have young people who've engaged themselves in uh, in early marriages. And when we talk about early, early marriages, we we'll, we'll also mention the issue of GBV. And I think, um, and i precious here coming from Rainbow Foundation, uh, an organization that deals with mental health, at some point you may have come across young people who've been abused, especially in a time like COVID-19, when young people have been, uh, like, even people are, are in self-isolation. So how's the situation in terms of GBV uh, versus um, young couples? Uh,
1: the situation is bad, unfortunately. There's a time when we visited uh, ward and uh, we found young girls, young girls with pregnancies, young girls with children, and there was one issue where um, uh, we are friends with the the counselor who's there. So now there was an issue where the young girl uh, had two children. She's 18, and she has a child in. A, she's she's pregnant, and she has a child. So now the husband rapes the child, and he goes to the police station, and he's locked up. And the woman is there trying to fight for the husband to come out. You know because how is she going to live? And you know when we encounter such situations. At times, even we don't know what to do, you know, because now she's traumatized. She's mentally traumatized, emotionally traumatized. She cannot even, you know, feel like she can survive without this person. And then when you wonder, where is this person coming from? She's coming from the same type of household she's in. You know, you trace her background and she was in an abusive marriage where her mom was also a young teenager. So, you know, from there, her childhood, just like that, has been emotionally traumatized. Her mental health has been at stake since childhood. This is why um, we are here. This is why we actually formed this organization because from as you are growing up, you encounter a lot of things that condition your mind to think a certain way. For her, she might be thinking this is normal. You understand? This is how daddy was, so it's normal, so he needs to come out, you understand? And it it takes a long time because this person needs to go through counselors, needs to go through church members, needs to go through family members as well. So now, situations like this, this is why we need more mental health awareness, because sometimes it's not just um, uh, young people, it's even older people. So the situation is is very <laughs> it's critical, but we're working on it. We are trying to engage more people trying to spread the awareness, trying to make you know mental health a topic to be talked about, especially as you are growing up when you are young yes so this is this is the situation on the ground with mental health and gender based violence uh,
0: sorry so uh due to time, I'll just ask one last question and hope everyone will have a say about this. So looking at the 95% 95%, um, of young people being tested, 95% of young people being on treatment, and 95% of young people um, receiving the the, the care that um, it's supposed to get. Um, Coming from different societies, where we're coming from, um, do you think as Zambia we are to, we are about to achieve that 95% of 95% young people being treated, 95% them being uh, tested, and then the, even them coming uh, for such services. I'll start with Madam. Mary, Madam
2: Yes, I think um, the 95%, 95, 95 is being achieved in Zambia. Um, from the time that the former president of Zambia, uh, President Edgar Chagwalungu, said it was a mandatory whenever somebody comes to the clinic, even if they are sick of any other things that they should be tested, I think that helped us a lot as a country, and that's how come. but for us to actually move from 90, it means uh, things are actually working. So even the 95 is actually being um, achieved. Thank you.
0: So that's from China. How about from uh, the clinic's uh, perspective? Okay.
3: Um, from the clinic perspective, I'd say the 95 is being achieved. Every day we discover positive patients, we initiate there and then. When we say initiate, we make sure we start them on ARVs. The only time we want to initiate our patient is maybe when they're having a challenge accepting or maybe when they're having other... Um, opportunistic infections, but the 95 is being achieved, that I could see.
0: Madam Precious.
1: I have a lot of hope in the Zambian community. Zambia as a country. I think we can achieve this. (laughs) Especially with a lot of young people getting involved in um, workshops like these ones. I think there's a lot to be achieved and there's a lot of hope.
0: Okay, so maybe any last words? Uh, Madam Edna, okay, Madam Mary.
3: <laughs> okay, my last words will be, as a community, as a society, as sisters, as brothers, let's do our best in encouraging young people that are positive. Let's continue being there for them, because they need our support. At the end of the day, we can't do it alone, they can't do it alone. Without them, we are nothing. With us, without them, without us, they are nothing. But we are each other's support system, let's support each other.
1: And I would like to say that if you are out there and you're listening to this and you're having um, mental health problems, if you're having anxiety, if you're having depression, you are not alone don't give up on yourself we love you we are here for you we can hear you you can reach out to someone you love you can reach out to people that you trust and um, no matter what there's always hope there's always light at the end of the tunnel you keep on going on thank you
0: so it uh, it has been an awesome day here at the the been the first day of the international uh adult, HIV Adolescence um, workshop here in Zambia the Zambian Hub hoping that even tomorrow we we'll have you people and to discuss a lot of things that uh, that has been affecting young people in our societies from me um, Edna Mary and Precious it's a goodbye we yeah.